Welcome to The Coffee Chat, a podcast where I interview guests about topics ranging from wellness and nutrition to starting a business and growing a personal brand. Each episode is 30 minutes or less, perfect for getting inspired while drinking your morning cup of coffee. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get started. Today, I'm talking to Brittany Gidley. She's the owner of the photography studio, Brittany Gidley Photography. The studio is based in Cleveland, Ohio, my hometown, and she shoots around the world. Brittany is an expert at newborn photography. She makes each session really fun for families and has a massive following. I've followed Brittany for years and I'm always super impressed by how engaged her audience is. And looking at her social media, you can tell how many of her customers come back to her for all of their family shoots. And we dig into that repeat customer behavior today on the episode. We'll also cover how to transition careers, expand your business, and deliver the best experience for customers. What we talk about today is a must for photographers and anybody interested in getting into photography, but it can be applied to any business or career. With that, please welcome Brittany Gidley. So to get started, can you tell the audience about Brittany Gidley Photography and how you got started with your business? Absolutely. So Brittany Gidley Photography was born out of what I wanted out of a photographer. So um, I actually am not schooled whatsoever in photography. I am actually uh, a formally trained NICU nurse. So I went to college knowing that I do nursing. Um, I really went to college knowing that my gold standard job would be uh, to be a baby nurse. And I love that NICU population. So um, I was doing that. I was having a wonderful time with it. I really, there's not a day in my life that I didn't love being a NICU nurse, um, even though I don't do it full time anymore. My heart still very, very much lives in the NICU with those babies and with that staff. And um, like a lot of young, newly married couples, um, Sean and I found ourselves after college and after a marriage um, in a lot of debt. So we had decided to tackle that head on young in our lives. And um, I started shooting initially just as a second shooter for the woman who was our wedding photographer. She and I became very, very close friends. And uh, I was invited onto her team. I shot weddings for her for two years. And then, you know, we had that honest conversation that weddings are not where my heart is. It's still with babies. And so luckily for me, I worked in a unit with you know, 60 other nurses who all had young families of their own. And these women really became close friends of mine. I started by just taking their pictures and pictures of their children. And uh, things really, really grew from there. So now we are about eight years in on this crazy adventure that I call Brittany Gidley Photography. And it has been so much fun. And I can't wait to tell you guys a little bit more about it. Was there a moment in time where you sort of knew that you could take this full time and um, pursue the photography over nursing? 
I think a lot of people wait for the moment, wait for things to just be very obvious. For me, it wasn't very obvious because I knew I had a job that I absolutely loved. I mean, honestly, I got a little slack for it. Why would you walk away from this very secure job with great retirement and great benefits? to do what? To take pictures of chubby babies? But my heart really did pull me in in that direction. You know, when I started looking at it, I looked at it as I was one of 40 nurses in that unit who could do that job. Uh, But for Brittany Gidley Photography, I was the only one doing this job this way. And, you know, it really resonated with the parents who started using us young in the business. And so uh, I took a little bit of a leap. I prayed about it first. Let's get real here. I prayed about it first. And I'm one of those prayers who's like, all right, all right, God, tell me if I'm doing something crazy. Let me wake up and go, no, 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 this shouldn't go this way. But um, I did. I prayed that prayer because that's how God and I talk like old friends. And he, uh, you know, never, never kind of gave me that doom in my heart. So it's kind of the opposite, right? Everyone's waiting for that moment. That's like fly. And I'm like, put doom in my heart if this isn't where I'm supposed to be. But he did not. And he's blessed us every step of the way. And you can see it in the past of BGP and the current. And I guarantee you're going to see it in the future of BGP as well. Uh, so you work in Cleveland, you have offices in LA, you, I know that you work in Hawaii, and um, I've seen photos in Dubai, which look amazing, and you have a team working for you. How did you know when to expand and how to do it where you wanted to go? You are right. We get around. Uh, <laughs> expansion happened naturally. Being in Cleveland is a really unique position because it's really a small town feel, although it's a big city. Mm -hmm. And we found that families that came to us, started with us, fell in love with us. Um, Once they moved or got traded to another team or, you know, life happened, uh, so many of them, we had such a strong relationship that a lot of them brought us with them. (laughs) So that's kind of how the expansion started, uh, where we would travel to a city just for one family. Um, And then, you know, word word gets around within that city. So right now, our home base is Cleveland, Ohio. Um, We travel regularly to Los Angeles. We love that community and are finding our space in that community, which is so exciting and so much fun. We make time for Hawaii once a year. Obviously, uh, we love serving that community as well. But, you know, the food and the sunshine don't hurt either. So we're really blessed to be able to take the show on the road a little bit and be able to bless our families no matter where they're at. What I've noticed and what I've experienced just with my sister, who is a big fan of yours and repeat customer, you sort of touched on this, is that a lot of um, your customers are repeat customers and also sort of word of mouth referrals. What is your key to success with that? I think the key to keeping clients is making sure they're not clients and making sure they're family. So to me, I'm a really important part of their day of their year. Um, I'm usually part of their best summer day or fall day. I'm invited into these intimate times when you have a brand new baby or when somebody's not doing well. A lot of times I'm invited into those times as well. And um, it's a really special and unique position that I'm in, uh, but I I don't take it lightly. Um, 
these clients have become, a lot of my clients have become friends. <laughs> a lot of these clients, um, you know, their children run up to me and ask me if I brought butterflies because that's what we did last year. And that's one of their first memories. And to be able to curate incredible memories for children and be a small part of that is huge. It's so much fun, but also on top of it, um, it's just really, really nice to be invited into their lives. And so when you start talking about, you know, I get the question a lot, like, well, how do I get clients to come to me and only me? You know, a lot of other photographers will ask me that. How am I the only one? Clients have a choice of who they want to go to, but they are always welcome here. They're always loved here. They don't have to look perfect. Their kids don't have to act perfect. We love them anyways. And um, it's it's not just a relationship on that day. I do think it's an ongoing lifelong relationship with a lot of our BGP family. So yeah, a few years back, we even, we stopped calling them clients. We just started calling them our family. So we really love diving in with them. I love that. And you really do grow up with a lot of these families over the years and, you know, for all of the newborn and Christmas or holiday shoots. I love that you really think about them as part of your extended family. So shifting topics a little bit to our current reality with the pandemic and people and businesses just having to adapt and think differently during this time. I wanted to ask you how if or how you've had to pivot your business and um, just during COVID-19 and um, how you're adapting from the outside and, you know, what I'm seeing on Instagram and Facebook, it's so seamless. So I wanted to hear from you sort of how you think about adapting and how you've done it. Like everybody else right now, uh, COVID has been a reality and a difficulty. I think for a solid week, we kind of froze and as a team looked at each other because the future was so uncertain and we had a hard time really pulling from history. What did the photographers in 1918 do? I don't know, they didn't write us a handbook. So Gidley, our business manager, my husband and myself, we love thinking outside the box. And one of the things that we found was that these babies were missing milestones. So we ended up being shut down, um, gosh, probably close to two months. And these babies were missing milestones. So at first, the first thing I did for all my six month babies, right? I emailed the moms. Okay, guys, here's what we're going to do. I need you to get out your camera. I need you to be brave. I need you to turn it on. I need you to set it to this, that, and the other. I need you to set the baby here, here, here. And I'm literally FaceTiming with them, Zooming with them in their house, showing them how it's done. And mamas, take these pictures, send them to me. I'll edit them. I'll send them back to you. It's complimentary. We got our six-month pictures done. Um, You know, for us, the focus was making sure that these families were still taken care of, um, which, so we had enough families that we did that with that um, it really just turned into something that was so obvious and right at the tip of our fingers, which was writing it down, putting it on paper, um, doing videos of how this should be done and getting all of that digitized and available. So that was really, really exciting. You know, I know that that quarantine time was tricky for a lot of us businesses that are service-based, but particularly for BGP, we kind of just changed gears and worked on 
putting our knowledge in a really concrete way that can be available to other photographers starting out, to moms who want to learn more about their camera. And so uh, you'll see that it's on our website. It's under shop. Uh, Also making available some of our editing tools. And we had such a brilliant response from that. But I really feel like it came because it was from such a place of love. It was from a scramble to serve our own BGP family and make sure that they do not miss out on a single milestone during that two-month time frame. And it turned into so much more than that, where now it's blessing people around the world. Now you're able to sort of expand your audience around the world. Um, People don't necessarily need to be in the studio in Cleveland with you. Um, They can experience your photography through the filters and um, through the shop that you set up. So that's really cool. Thank you. Do you have any advice for people who are using this time to think about going in a different direction in their own lives or careers or thinking about maybe they need a change or um, to adapt in a certain way given your experience? So for me, the most important thing, you know, I had two paths that I could have taken and I really would have been happy on either path. Um, The most important thing I think is figuring out your why, figuring out what drives you, figuring out what it is um, that makes your heart sing, that sets your soul on fire. And that is really, really important because if you choose the role of being an entrepreneur, there are going to be long nights. There's going to be early mornings. Um, there's going to be challenges. And if you're doing what feeds your heart and your soul, you will be unstoppable. You will be able to beat the burnout that a lot of people face. So the most important thing is figuring out your why. Um, and the why, a lot of people have different motivations on what makes them happy. Um, we talk a lot as a team about motivations. And it's so interesting because each member of our team has something different that completely motivates them. And you would think that the whole team will come to the table and say like, I like the freedom of a schedule or I like the um, money that I make. And you know, those are the things that we think about in a job, money, schedule, perks or the fame of it. And really, and on our team, none of those were our main motivators at all. And they continue to, we continue to all have different motivators, but It's really, really neat to see our motivators kind of come from our soul rather than the things of the world. And so if you're staying in line with that, your decision will be made for you. Going back to your point about burnout, did you ever have a moment in your business where you were feeling like you were getting burned out or approaching that stage? Absolutely. (laughs) My team used to make bets. Uh, So fall is our craziest, busiest season. Our team used to make bets, no joke, on when I would start crying. Usually, usually it was late October. Sometimes it was early October, September, definitely by November. Okay, you couldn't bet on November. I'd already cried by then. So they would make bets on this and chuckle. And, you know, to me, it was not funny in the moment. But now, of course, it's very funny because I have um, one of my weaknesses, one of the areas that I really had to strengthen within myself is delegation. So when I started this business, it was just a one woman show. I can do it all. I can do everything from the invoicing to the social media posting, to the editing, the session planning, to all of the emails that come to it, the website. I was thrilled to do it all. I actually, it was like a badge of honor for me to be this busy and I'm running it. And I felt so good about that. Um, that there is 
not sustainable for anybody, even just for a small business like mine. And so what I really needed to learn is to get the right people with the right skills and the right motivations and the right heart in the right places. And it was so interesting. Once I put those puzzle pieces together, um, those people who came in to help me, we were creating a much better product with a much more chill vibe. And I am proud to say that in 2019, I didn't cry at all and nobody won the bet. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. That's a big um, landmark moment. That's a big one, right? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So what is your favorite part now that you're able to delegate certain parts? Is there a favorite part of your business um, that you, that you love to do? I imagine it's still the photography, but is there anything else? You know, I love developing relationships with my clients. So I love the daily, just seeing what they're posting on their Instagram and interacting with them. Um, But I love on a shoot. I love squeezing on their babies. I love, now 2020 has been a little different, okay? I have to fist bump instead of like pick their kids up and swing them around. Um, But I really, I'm a people person anyway. So I love developing that relationship and I love watching them grow. I think it's such an honor you know, um, parents get it with their own kids. And then I think we're very lucky if we become aunts and uncles and and get it with those kids as well. And then that's kind of it, you know, maybe some friends have kids that you're close with and that's kind of it for me. I have hundreds of families that I am obsessed with watching their babies grow, learning what they're into, um, just seeing them become really brilliant humans. And so that to me is just a huge motivation. And what I do is um, getting to love on these families year after year after year. And how do you sort of manage all of the different personalities, even within a family? You're shooting newborns and their parents and sometimes their toddler siblings. I know from when my sister's family was having their photos taken, it was a lot of, you know, different age ranges within one picture. How do you navigate all of that? I'm a huge goofball and I'm not afraid to utilize my goofy talents and funny side to bring out the best in kids. Um, It doesn't matter who mom and dad are, what they do for a living. Um, I totally, totally will bust out my arsenal of smelly feet antics and fart jokes and things that I know um, will make kids laugh and become comfortable with me instead of telling them to smile. Um, Different age ranges also have different uh, triggers that they're interested in. So one year and younger, it's um, repetitive movements a lot of times or faces. Um, Toddler age, it's jokes. So if you can imagine, okay, I have the family there. I am running up, like telling them a joke, running back because now we have the repetitive of me back and forth, repetitive movements. I'm also like telling them I ate poop for breakfast to get the toddler to laugh. And it is a scene and I look a hot mess express and it gets the job done. And it's really, really fun to just do it that way and just be me. I'm not really worried about what anybody else thinks about how I do my thing. Do you have any tools or tricks for managing stress, either in the specific photography shoots that you're working on currently or just day to day with running a business? Each one of my days is really different, but there's a few things about my day that 
run very similarly every day to make sure that families are getting the best version of me. So the first thing is I don't do more than two shoots in a day. Have I done three here and there? Yeah. But I want to make sure that I always have my patience filled up and that no matter what a family brings, no matter how like crazy, chaotic. I love when people try to claim that they're the most crazy, chaotic family. Honey, I come from a family of five kids. You can't get crazier than us. We still crazy and loud and nuts. So, um, so I really thrive in that chaos. However, daily I do a few things. So I make sure that I'm always up early enough to have a little bit of time to myself, make sure everything around my house with my pets, with my husband, everything is settled. My emails are done. Like I try to take care of all those things first thing in the day. Um, next up, I move every single day. So whether it's a run or a Peloton ride or, um, something just to kind of clear my mind, but also I feel like it's my responsibility to be able to chase a kid down a beach, swing them through the air, to be able to have the stamina to keep up with these little ones. So I move, I shower, um, and then I usually get to the studio pretty early, or if I'm on location, I also am there very, very early. So um, for a couple of reasons, if there's any surprises on a location, you know, if I roll up and all of a sudden there's an equestrian show where we're supposed to be, yes, that's happened, then um, I can pivot and move and not really get stressed with timing. So a lot of what we do is just preparation for not only for our day and for if things kind of go wrong at the studio or on location, but also just to be, to have enough time and preparation that we can pivot if we need to. And that happens more often than you would think. It does happen more often than you would think that we'll have to just change the location on the fly or something like that. But for the most part, I surround myself with a team who likes to laugh and we're really lighthearted and pretty silly. So even if one member of the team starts to get stressed out, usually that can kind of be mitigated by the rest of us being in a good mood. Nice. See, I've seen you've had to pivot even some of the animals that you've been shooting with. I saw one recently, so that looked pretty funny actually. And you were able to turn it into something that was fun for the family rather than stressful. Absolutely. I mean, there was a sheep that just, it (laughs) had a mind of its own. It was so wild and it was so funny. And honestly, I think I have a behind the scenes shot of it, just like peeing and the kids are like, what's happening It's gross. So it's, um, it's so fun. But as it turns out, yeah, we brought in a goat instead. And then the goat ate their whole picnic and it was like, just let them eat the picnic. They're having the best time ever. Um, it's not really my job to curate these perfect poses. It's my job to curate situations that are going to give them perfect memories. And so that's kind of the key. That's a good way to put it. And then that always will deliver the perfect photo, however it ends up being. Usually does. And so I have to ask, you are the celebrity photographer in Cleveland. (laughs) I'm waiting until the end to ask you this, but how did you end up with all of these celebrity clients? I know you shoot a lot of the Cleveland Cavaliers players. Um, I've seen some LeBron James photography shoots in there. I'm a big Cavs fan, so I have to ask. (laughs) I'm very blessed um, that my clients choose me. 
So when you think about it, I don't choose my clients at all. My clients choose me. And as long as I feel like we're going to be a good fit, then, um, then we do our thing and we have a lot of fun and we set up memories for them just like everybody else. Um, the, the daddies that we work with, you know, you can have the biggest dad in the NFL, you know, who's just knocking guys over day in and day out. Um, when we get there, it's really, really neat because they are a dad. And they will sit at the little tiny tea party table with their daughter and they will, um, it's fun to see them in a family environment and it's fun to just see what good people they are. Um, obviously we get glimpses of that with charitable efforts and things like that. We see a lot of that, um, publicized, but really just at home playing video games with their kids or enjoying their family or just loving on their wife. It's really, really neat to be um, a small part of their intimate families. But I feel like that about most of our BGP family as well. So, but I'm blessed that these clients continue to choose me year after year and opportunity after opportunity. I love watching them grow up. Thank you so much for joining today. What is the best place for the audience to find you? Oh, fabulous. So we're on social media at Brittany Gidley is our Twitter and Instagram uh, backslash Brittany Gidley photography on Facebook. And if anybody ever needs anything, um, even my, the phone numbers on the website, most days of the week, the team throws the phone at me to take. So if you call uh, probably a 75% chance, it'll be me. And I love connecting not only with the families that we serve, but our followers as well. So please don't hesitate to reach out if I can help you in your own photography journey or if we can serve your family. Here's my favorite takeaway from my interview with Brittany. I learned a ton about developing a more loyal customer base. Everything she does ties back to the customer in some way, from the way she calls clients family, to how she supported families during the pandemic, to the preparation she puts into each of her photo shoots. This mentality has been a huge part of her success and has really helped her develop such a large repeat customer base. No matter what industry you're in, there's ways to be even more customer-centric in your role. Find one way to improve the customer experience and see how that helps to develop an even more loyal customer base. I hope you liked the episode. This is a new podcast, so if you have any feedback or suggestions or just anyone that you want to see interviewed on the show, please feel free to message me on Instagram at Olivia Santorelli. Also, if you liked this episode and the show, please take a second to rate and review and subscribe wherever you're listening. Thanks so much for joining.